Have you ever got off your nine to five or finished putting down the kids or finished your full time commitment and looked at your business to do list and just wanted to cry? I've definitely been there and it seemed like my to do lists were endless, but pulled my big girl panties on and attempted to get my list done. But then I'd get tired or my creative juices weren't flowing or I'd find myself going down a rabbit hole doing a task that wasn't even on my list in the first place. Eventually, I had enough and I just wasn't seeing the growth that I wanted to see in my business. So I tried all the things. And today I'm going to share with you four hacks on how you can grow your business even when you have a time-sucking nine-to-five. Now, these hacks won't work unless you do, so get something to take notes with and let's get to work. Hey, you're listening to the Busy Biz Podcast and I'm your host, Alexis C. Richardson. I built my five-figure business right out of college and all while working a nine-to-five job. And I'm still doing both, at least for now. It's time to build the business of your dreams, and we're going to do it together. If you're ready to build a business while balancing a nine to five, turn up the volume and let's do the work. So over the past couple of weeks, we've really been talking about the transition from being a nine to fiver to a full time entrepreneur. Um, but I know that you may not even want to quit your nine to five or maybe you can't quit your nine to five because you're a full time mom or you are a full time dad or a full time caregiver. So that is not an option to be quitting. So this week, you're going to get a couple of hacks to help you build your business, to grow your business. Um, if you have a nine to five or full time commitment that just consumes a whole lot of time and it's basically just like a huge time sucker. Um, so before. Before I get into that, the list of um, the list of hacks, um, let me just give you the what, because the hacks are really the how. Right. So what should you do to grow your business with a full time time sucker, for lack of a better word? And I mean, there are several things that you can do, but really the the answer that I've found that a lot of the hacks that I'm going to be going over today and a lot of other things that I've implemented, it really all boils down to something that's super simple, but it's frustrating as heck. Um, And that is you have to prioritize your business. I mean, simple, right? But it's super loaded. Um, At the end of the day, I've realized that we get a lot of things done in our daily lives that we have to do, right? So we go to work for eight hours a day, you know, we take care of our kids or our loved ones, or, you know, we make room for the things that we 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 have to do, right? Like those commitments that are on our plates that are immovable. But when it comes to our business, we act like those are it's the movable thing on our plate and we don't implement or execute with the same determination or the same gusto that we do other things on our plate. And we basically slip into treating our business like a side hustle um, because it's not the quote unquote main thing that we do. Well, in order for our businesses to grow, we have to do basically more with less time. Um, And so these list of hacks that I'm going to go over today are things that I've either implemented, tried, or I'm currently working on them because I am a work in progress. So hack number one is working when it's inconvenient. And this is a hard one because like 
we already don't have a lot of time. So working when it's inconvenient is like, <sighs> all right. So there's a couple of ways that you can do this. Um, one, you can work on Saturdays or on the weekend. I work like basically a full scale day on Saturdays. I don't, I try not to work on Sundays, but I do work on, um, pretty much all day on Saturdays. Um, also you can work on flights, um, because flights are a great time, not the most convenient time, but a great time to work because it's the one time where one, you can't be distracted by all of the, um, tabs on your internet by social media on your phone. It's really a time where it's like distractionless or it's it minimizes the distractions that you have. Um, and so it's a great time to get that work in, but it's not the most convenient, of course. Um, and then you also can work um, during transit to work. So I actually live in a very transient city where we have a lot of public transportation options. And I pretty much solely use public transportation. So that is a time where sometimes I'll like write out, um, you know, some copy or do a couple of different things that are on my to do list that, you know, are time suckers, um, but they're, they don't take a whole lot of strategy to do. You also can work during like your kids practices and um, during errands where you're not necessarily doing something like someone else is doing something you're just there because you have to take them or you have to drive them like taking that time instead of you know like being on your phone or doing other things to take time and dedicate that hour towards um working in your business and this last one is something that who I'm working on because I I love my sleep like I have a deep passion for sleep so I'm working on this but it's actually getting up earlier um, so whether that's like an hour, an hour and a half, 30 minutes, you know, whatever is best for you is just getting up earlier because oftentimes we'll go through a whole day, right? And we're so tired and then we work on our business. Well, flipping on that on its head, it's like working on our business first while we have the most energy, the most like quiet time because most of the people in our families or the people that are around aren't going to be waking up at the, you know, booty crack of dawn, right? So leaving that early time for our business and then leaving the rest of real life towards the end. And so by the time that the kids still get down, you come home from your nine to five or you do whatever, you have free time to decompress and go to sleep. Um, this is something that I'm working on and you know, in ideal, it's great. In practice, it's very hard, especially if you like your sleep um, or you're a night out. But that is one I am definitely going to be working on for the next 30 days. Um, hack number two is eliminate distractions. So there is a sliding scale to this. And I think I'm on the more low medium end instead of the extreme end. Um, so the low medium end would be like setting up screen time on your iPhone or um, downloading an app, apps on your computer, or even if you don't have an iPhone, other apps on your like Android that limits the amount of screen time that you do per app. So on social media, I have, I think like a screen time block of like an hour to hour and a half, like a day or something like that. Now, sometimes I disrespect that screen blocker, but it, it kind of helps 
me gauge how much I'm using that day. So if I, for instance, use up all my time before noon, there's an issue. Like half my day I've been on social media, like for about an, almost an hour, like that is not good. That's an hour wasted, right? So setting up screen time helps me kind of gauge. Um, and then sometimes I do follow it where I was like, all right, well, I'm done with, you know, this app for the day. Um, and then the more extreme side is just completely de- deleting the app. Um, and I've seen people do this in times where they has to be seriously head down. They're in the middle of a launch or they really needed to focus and social media or another type of app like a game or something was just such a time sucker. Um, the other thing that you can do is actually limiting the time, the amount of time or um, times during the day that you check your email. So for me, like I'm always checking my email, whether it's making sure I clear it up because of junk things, making sure I, I'm labeling it because I have a labeling system or just trying to make see if a, a proposal came in or I'm always checking my email. Like even if I know there's nothing that comes in, it's just kind of like habit, right? So what I'm working towards is only looking at my email three times a day. Whew, struggle bus. So once in the morning, once around, you know, midday and then once at night. And I'm working on this and I'm thinking my hypothesis is that checking my email less during the day will one help me go down the rabbit hole less because you know that rabbit hole. You'll see an email, you'll think of something and you're like, crap, okay. It wasn't even on your to-do list for the day, but now it's on, you gotta get it done, right? Even though it's not something that you really have to get done. Um, And then the third thing under eliminate distractions is just putting your phone away, like putting it in another room, um, putting your Apple Watch away, or even just... If you don't want to go to that extreme, because that's more on the extreme side, just turning off your notifications on certain apps. I remember I did this and it was so bad. It took me forever to respond to certain people, but I was able to get things done because there wasn't something constantly popping on my screen, like text messages or phone calls or, um, you know, messages like DMs or things like that. It wasn't constantly popping up on my screen. So I didn't even know that it was there until I opened up the app. So that's another way that you can kind of eliminate the distractions because I think that because we're so crunched on time, distractions could really kill us because I know sometimes I go on Instagram for one thing and then I end up on that bad boy for 30 minutes. And so that's not helpful. That 30 minutes could have been used in plenty of other ways instead of, you know, doing the one thing that I had set out to do. So hack number three, and I actually love doing this, is time blocking your calendar. So before I started time blocking, what I would do is I would kind of either I would do one of two things. I would have like a whole long list of things that I had to do. um, And then realistically, it it wasn't going to happen because there wasn't that much time in the day. Right. Um, or I would like plan out every single minute of my day and that didn't work because again, it was unrealistic. So what I've done is I've started time blocking. So of course, like nine to five is my nine to five and, um, kind of going to and from work. Right. So that's really more like seven 
to five. Um, and then after that, I build in time for my commute, um, eating or cooking or, um, you know, whatever I have to do before, like getting stuff done. And then afterwards I say, okay, from this time to this time, I'll work on client work. Or if I know that there's a specific project um, or client I need to work on, I'll say, you know, Sally's, you know, social media calendar or something like that. Or of course, if I have an appointment or a call, um, a one-on-one call, then I'll schedule that time out. Um, And then also building in breaks and buffers because sometimes like phone calls will last a little longer. So building in those buffers. Um, But time blocks are great because it kind of gives you the flexibility to do more with your calendar, but then it also allows you to see what is actually physically possible to do because you'll have 10 things on your list, but if those 10 things are going to be an hour each, it's not possible for you to get all of that done with a full-time time sucker. Um, so definitely look into time blocking your calendar um, and building in breaks. And you don't have to get super specific. You can just, you know, kind of be more general. Commute home, pick up the kids, um, you know, client work, admin work. Um, you know, if you're going to do the whole checking your email, say check your email for 15 minutes and putting that on there. Definitely, I suggest doing time blocks on your calendar. It will, trust me, it will put your to-do list in I guess, a realistic um, um, lens because you'll be like, well, yeah, I'm not going to get all this done on my to-do list. So really, this is kind of like 3A and it goes under that, but I did want to at least mention it, um, is being realistic with your to-do list um, and only setting three things that you absolutely must get done for that day. Um, And this is beside like checking your email, beside doing this, like saying, these are the three things that I'm going to get done. And these are the three things I'm going to get done first, instead of, you know, looking at your to-do list and it being those 10 things and you're saying, crap, I got to get all of these things done. And it's really not possible. Pick three things out of that list that really, really do need to get done. And then if you can get you know, to everything else, then great. But if not, you got those three things done. All right. So hack number four, and this is the last one we're going to go over today is using tools and automation. So because we don't have a time, like a whole lot of time as is, we have to use everything at our disposal um, to do things quicker, right? So tools will help you save so much time. And really there's a lot out there, but the three project management tools that I've used and would either use again or I currently use are one Trello, two Asana, and three Basecamp. So they're kind of at different levels based on your preference and your needs. So Trello is good. It's kind of like um, Agile and Kanban tight styled learning where you move things from one um, list to the next list to the next list. Um, I don't know how their free version is because I do have their paid version, but at one time their free version didn't have a lot of options like, you know, seeing a calendar or things like that. So I'm not really aware of what is with the free version now, but um, 
it is still a good tool to use if, you know, you can work in that Kanban style. Um, Asana is great, but it can be team overwhelm if you don't like seeing a lot of things at one time. But it's great because you can have different projects. They have their own boards, kind of like Trello. Um, you can add dates to it. But what's really great about Asana is, one, it's free. Love free. But two, you're able to see individual project calendars um, and assign it to people on your your team. And I think you can add, I think, up to five people on the free version on your quote unquote team or something like that. Um, It might be higher, but you can see what's due under you, what's due under someone else in like one calendar. But then you can see like the master calendar of all the projects that you're working on and the due dates um, and the due dates for each task under those projects. So I really like Asana. If you have multiple projects or maybe multiple teams, it's really great to kind of break those things apart and see it in um, separate calendars, but then bringing them back together and seeing them color coordinated in one calendar. And that's the current tool that I use. Um, I've used um, this, the third one, Basecamp, before, but I found that it, even though it cuts down on a lot of other tools that you use, it the team, at least my team, didn't necessarily too much care for it. Um, and so it wasn't being utilized to the best of its ability, but it's great because they have one price, like, and you can add as many people as you want there. It has to-do lists. It has the ability to hold kind of um, files like Dropbox and things like that. Um, so it's a super robust, more than I would say a project management tool. It's really um, kind of like a um, a mini project management tool, but mini Dropbox, like it has so many different aspects to it that you can really use for your business. But I only suggest Basecamp if you have a larger team. So if you have a lot of moving parts and different team members need, um, you know, different deliverables from other team members, it's a great tool for that. Um, But I definitely suggest you um, implementing a project management tool just because you can break down your goals into easy tasks to complete. And that way you can actually track how you're doing and tracking in your goals. Um, And then the automation pieces, you want to make sure that you're cutting down on the back and forth with like clients and people interested in your products. Oftentimes, you know, we're nervous about putting prices or set things on our websites um, because we feel like we're blocking ourselves in. But if you're clear about what's included and they want to add extra things, you can just put an asterisk and say, if you like, you know, to add more features or more things, a la carte, um, you know, features are available, blah, 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 blah. But you want to make sure that you have the ability for people to either schedule or pay you without you having to go back and forth. So you can use Calendly, um, Acuity or Dipsado um, for scheduling and it's automated. You can put those, you know, directly into your website or with Calendly. You can just send someone a link. 
Um, and then for payment systems, you can use, you know, WooCommerce, which integrates really well with WordPress sites and it's free. Um, and then Squarespace, if you have like a Squarespace site, you can actually, I think, buy up to a, a higher plan and they have like a store, like a merchant store where you can put like digital products and things like that, where people can just buy directly on your site and it be delivered to them. Um, there's also SamCart. I really love, you know, the back end of SamCart. It has great analytics, but it is a bit more on the pricey side. So I wouldn't necessarily suggest using um, something like SamCart unless you had, um, you know, a lot of income coming in to make sure that you can cover that cost. Um, and then the third thing under automation, which I think is something that we all kind of we know, but we don't do in our business for some reason is autoresponders. So if you know that you aren't quote unquote in the office or aren't answering anything for your business after 7 p.m. at night or on Sundays, set up an autoresponder and saying we're currently out of the office. We will get back to you in 72 hours or something like that. We do it for out of the office when we're at our nine to five. So why not implement that in our business to kind of let people know where we are, um, you know, in the process of answering their email or letting them know that you aren't currently answering emails right now. So just to kind of review, because we went over a lot of information is hack number one is working when it's inconvenient, working and prioritizing your business and making sure you're best utilizing your time. Hack number two is eliminating the distractions. So that's getting rid of apps that you know that you're on all the time, eliminating the time, eliminating um, or limiting, wow, limiting the times that you check email, putting your phone away or turning off your notifications. Hack number three is really doing time blocks on your calendar and being realistic about the time that it takes to do certain tasks. And then hack number four is utilizing tools and automation to make your life easier and cut down on the back and forth emails. So I am working on this currently in my business and the things that I have implemented have been amazing. So I know that if you actually do the work and start implementing these things in your business, you're going to see your productivity go up. So for more information or links about some of the apps that I talked about in this week's episode, head on over to thebusybiz.com slash episode 14. And if you enjoyed today's episode, head on over to iTunes, leave a review, rate and comment. It's time to build the business of your dreams. Let's get to work. <laughs>